Hello, beautiful people. My name is Dr. Cynthia Marie Whitley. I'm also known as Gershon. That's my Hebrew name. I think it's time for me to use that name more often. This message is for all those that consider themselves old. And that's in quotes. I want you to embrace what's called your old age and look at the traces of time, the places you have come from, because you are beautiful. I am beautiful. And old age, according to society, is a stigma. And I'll tell you what a stigma is as you listen to this broadcast. For now, I'm going to say peace and shalom and happy listening. According to the Gregorian calendar, it is a new day. It's about 12.05 and I have a message that may help someone. So if you have accepted that you are old, this is for you. You are as old as you think you are. That's by Neville Goddard. For anyone who calls themselves old, here's how to stay forever young. So listen, I've decided to join a group of what society calls elders who have decided to become as healthy as they believe is aged, possible, or appropriate. Although they talk slightly better than a lot of folks I'm around who talk about death and debilitation, I still see a pattern of regretfully facing senior years, anticipating death symbolically with chains on their hands. (laughs) I mean chains in their mind. Yes, our bodies will mature. But don't hasten death when you could possibly have many years of ahead of you in fine health. I have always had a positive mindset. I must have agreed before I entered my mother's womb to remain positive and be a beacon of light to all those around me. It has always been there and it is there as I approach 70. I still see fashion as creative and a way of remaining attractive, drop-dead gorgeous, and glamorous. I see houses and decor as lovely, attractive, fabulous, and creative forms of expression. I still see the beauty in loving people. I still see the beauty in admiring and loving myself. Being sure, although at times forgetting that I was put on earth to exemplify exemplify God. Although a measurement has been put on when someone reaches old age, I find it prejudicial. For example, in American society, 50 is the mark of old age. God bless anyone who defies it. This stigma is no different than any other prejudice imposed upon another. A stigma is a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. So many people have turned old age into 
a disgrace. In examining the word quality, the dictionary says that quality is the standard of something as measured against other things of a similar kind, or the degree of excellence of something. Who has the right to set a standard? Where is their perfection? So old age is measured against young age, with it being understood that the quality of living for those over a certain age is supposedly diminished when compared to the youth. And because we live in a society where the majority of thought seems to be correct, you have those who humble or renounce their existence because, in quote, old age is looked down upon. And I want you to know that a lot of old age, every time I say it, it's in quotes. What collective bargaining agreement or who sat at the table to make this idea official? And many other ideas that force individuals to concede to these stigmas. I don't think it was God. I think it was purely the majority of societal agreement. Willis Kinnear in a 30-day mental diet, The Way to a Better Life, says, You can at any age introduce into your body the evidence of old age by what you think about yourself. What counts is not what you see in the mirror, but what you mentally want to see in it. And finally, he says, you need to establish a better mental picture of yourself, a picture of the way you want yourself to be, not of what you fear you will become. Part of this statement needs to be repeated. You need to establish a better mental picture of yourself, a picture of the way you want yourself to be, not of what you fear you will become. So stop using your imagination to see yourself walking with a cane. Stop using your thoughts to imagine yourself walking with the help of a walker. Stop imagining yourself having a stroke. Stop imagining yourself with aging-associated diseases. Again, I understand that our bodies will mature, but don't hasten it by expecting cancer, arthritis, or cataracts. In other words, start to imagine yourself taking on habits of healthy eating, studying health, and applying correct techniques and habits to become or stay vibrant. I can testify that fear and old age disease can be a vivid imagination when you are surrounded by physical evidence that seems to support the statistics, but it can also be false evidence appearing real. So let me tell you what age is first. You're thinking, your imagination about old age. I know because I've experienced those younger than me call themselves old. And as long as I didn't keep company with them and stayed around a younger generation, I forgot I was reaching what is called old age. I knew a young man of 51 who believed he had lived his life and there was no future left. He used to say, I am old and a recluse. A recluse is a person who favors and lives a solitary life and tends to avoid other people. I should have looked up the term recluse before he died. 
Because while I was trying to pursue a relationship with him, he was repeating by using the word recluse that he preferred to be alone. I didn't understand the meaning. I thought it meant he was tired. He died at 53 years old. I watched his eating habits, literally eating at least three jars of mayonnaise, mayonnaise a week. I saw that he was on an unhealthy kick. So yes, too much cholesterol caught up with him. Since looking up the definition of a recluse, I have to be very careful not to become a recluse. After watching a lot of deaths of young souls and hearing those in my age practically welcoming death, I thought maybe I would just settle into being alone and creating positive content for others because maybe I can help someone else welcome in God's grace and vibrancy. But I see that it is not healthy to divorce myself from society. Yet, too many people are falling for the okey-doke. Too many people my age have given up on their youth. They are more ready to die than live. They don't realize that it is their thinking that is the source of their giving up control or possession of their life under the duress imposed upon them by members of society. Are you giving up? Are you surrendering your well-being? Are you relinquishing your health? Are you laying down more than you are active? Are you constantly absorbing, absorbing the low energy of others around you? Have you abandoned or forfeited your youth? Have you renounced your youth secretly in your head and heart? Be careful, because what you most secretly desire, you will get. Consider the following. Does your thinking age? Does the spiritual part of you age? Answer that yourself. Think about it. I know I can remember being the same in my view of loving people always. I have grown in maturity in my thinking because of all the information I have absorbed, both positive and negative. And when I veer towards the negative, it is usually not long before I set the course back to the positive. It seems to happen subliminally. Many have said that when you start believing or thinking you are old, your body follows. Listen. Your body follows the pattern you set with your thoughts first. Every creation begins with a thought. Nothing was created without thought first. The example was given to us in the beginning. Do you really think God ignored his thought before he created everything in Genesis? Words follow thought. We see the manifestation afterwards all the time. There are laws for everything in life. There are laws for how to live, what to eat, and most of all, how to think. God did not leave us alone when he placed us on this earth. Even our bodies have certain laws to live by. One of them is, in Genesis 1.29, it says, Then God said, 
I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. All of the messages we need to live a prosperous life are presented one way or another, especially in the greatest book ever written, Holy Books, for this generation. And remember, in the beginning, wisdom was passed down through word of mouth. But in order to get the benefits of grace, we must follow these laws. Albeit, at the same time, we don't have to. But even God advises that we choose life. Deuteronomy 30:19 says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. 